I literally wouldn't be the person that I am right now if I didn't go through what I went through. As much as I hate what I went through, as much as I hate going, going through that divorce, as much as I hated losing a child, as much as I hated being backstabbed by fake friends, as much as I hated being left behind in prison with nobody to write me, nobody to send me no cards, nobody showing me love, nobody there for me. As much as I hate going through what I went through, the one thing that I can say out of everything that I've been through, I wouldn't be the person I am right now if I didn't go through what I went through. You wouldn't be looking at the man of God right now that you see right now. You wouldn't be looking at the same man if I didn't go through what I went through. What I went through is what made me what I am today right now. Me being left by my friends and family while I did four years in prison, that's what made me to the man I am now. Me being divorced by my ex-wife, that's what made me to be the man I am now. Me having people turn their back on me who said they love me, who said they always gonna be there, we always gonna ride with you. I wouldn't be the person I am right now if them fake friends wouldn't have did what they did. If I wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have went through that divorce, can I go a little deeper? If I wouldn't have lost my daughter. If I wouldn't have lost my daughter, I wouldn't be the person I am right now. You wouldn't be looking at no man of God. You know what you'll be looking at right now? You'll be looking at the same cat who was out there in the streets hustling and trying to get what he can get, trying to knock off every female that he can hit. You will see the same womanizer. You will see the same pimp. You will see the same dude who was trying to manipulate situations. You would have seen the same hustler. You would have seen the same person who was using people to get what I could get. You would have seen the same man that I used to be. But because what I went through, because what I went through was so life-changing in my life, God changed everything for me. And when I say God changed everything for me, because what I went through, he allowed me to go through the breaking. Once God allowed me to go through the breaking, baby, this is what you see today right now. You see a strong man of God. You see a faithful man of God. You see a person who believes in the Lord. You see a person who knows how to think in two perspectives. I don't, I can't look at things one way. I got to see both perspectives now. I see, I see now things a little clearer. I see things a little differently. See, at first I didn't know what God was doing in my life because I don't understand things going forward. I only understand things going backwards. So what I mean is when I look back on what I've been through, when I look back on who played me, when I look back on who wasn't there, that's what made me the man I am now, right now. Besides the Lord changing me, baby, all my situations worked out for my good. You know, when I was going through my divorce with my ex-wife, right? I remember the Lord kept telling me, let the pain work for you. Let the pain work for you. Let the pain work for you. And at first, I didn't understand what the Lord was saying. I didn't understand what God was saying when he kept saying, LeVar, let the pain work for you. Let the pain work for you. But I realized it's a profit in my pain. Mm. Did you hear what I said? Talk to me. I talk back. I promise. I realized what the Lord was saying when I was going through my situation. What the Lord was saying when he kept saying, LeVar, let the pain work for you. Let the pain work for you. God was saying that in the pain that you're going through, it's a profit in your pain. It's glory in your gain. It's glory in this, in, this, in this situation. It's honor in this situation. 
It's purpose in this situation. You ain't going through nothing. You're going through just for nothing, baby. You're not going through nothing just for nothing. That heartbreak you went through is for a reason. This struggling with your finances is for a reason. Because God is trying to get something out of this. You might not see it. You're never going to see what God is doing because you're only looking at the problem. Do you know as long as you keep looking at it, the pro looking at it as a problem, you will never understand that this situation you're going through, it's an answer. It's a solution. You've been asking God for patience. Guess what? He gave you kids. <laughs> talk to me. I talk back. You've been asking God for patience. God said, you know what? You want some patience? I'm going to give you two kids. <laughs> you want some patience? I'm going to give you a man you got to deal with or a woman you got to be patient with because he or she has been through a lot in their life. He or she has been struggling. They have trust issues. They have insecurities. So because you asked me for patience, I'm going to give you this situation. You want to know how to get wisdom? Wisdom only comes through a situation, baby. You don't get wisdom by just God tapping you with a magic wand and saying, Mana, wisdom. <laughs> talk to me. I talk back. God don't do that. God, God, Listen, this is not how God operates. I know it would be perfect if God just tapped you on your head with that magic wand and made you receive wisdom. But that's not how you're going to get it. You're going to get this wisdom out of a problem. You're going to get this wisdom out of solution. You're going to get this wisdom out of trials. So what I want you to do is, oh yeah, I'm ready tonight. I wasn't ready the other day. I'm ready tonight. So what I want you to do is, I want you to grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles. Grab your notebook. Grab your other phone, read along with me, grab your, gra grab your hard copy, whatever you do. I don't care how you do it, but I want you to read with me. We're going to go over to 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 6. That's where we're going to start. 1 Peter chapter 6. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 6. The Bible says, Peter says this, Peter says this, Peter says, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, being that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold, mm, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, mm, though it is tested by fire, it may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I thank you today, Lord. Ah, glory be to God. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would decrease me so that you may increase. Let them get all of you, none of me. I'm just a vessel. So, Father, I pray that you would speak through me. Cause the ears that is deaf right now, open them up, Lord. Open them up, Lord. The eyes that can't see, unblind them right now, Lord God. Unblind them that they may see. Father, we're here to share your word. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you and I praise you. I give you all honor and glory. Thank God. Amen. Amen. So Peter starts off. Peter makes a very crucial statement. Peter says, Peter says, listen, though now for a little while, if need be, you've been grieved by various trials. Trials is going to come. Trials is going to happen. You're going to lose a mother. You're going to lose a father. Some of us done lost kids. You're going to lose a job. You're going to lose that best friend. You're going to lose that house you like, or you might not be able to get it. 
You're going to lose a car. It's multiple things you are going to lose in this life. But Peter said this. Peter says, though now for a little while. Peter says, trouble don't last always. <laughs> talk to me. I talk back. Peter says, trouble don't last always. Peter says, though now for a little while. Now, if you like to study like I like to study, then definitions means a lot to me. When I look at scripture, I have to see it in the original text. So I know what God was saying when he, when they wrote this. So scripture and definition go hand in hand. Peter says, though now for a little while, he says, trouble don't last always. But get this, get this. The word little while, the word little while in the Greek, it is oligos. And this word oligos in the Greek, it means for a short time. It means for a short time of degree and intensity. Now, if you don't know what degree means, degree means it's a certain amount or an extent. It's a size. Uh, it's a covering. But it also means the extent or the seriousness of an action. Now, the word intensity, this means a measurable amount of strength, feeling, and force. So when Peter was saying that these trials that we're going to go through, Peter says, you're going to go through them, though now for a little while, for a short time of some degree, for some size of measurement to an extent or this seriousness of the action of the trial. But he says this trial is going to be intense. He says there's going to be intensity. So this trial is going to come with strength. It's going to come with a feeling. It's going to come with a force. Glory be to God. So he says, though now for a short time of some degree and some intensity. But see, then Peter lets us know in the next verse why the trial must happen. See, Peter says in the Bible, Peter says in the Bible, he says, though now for a little while, if need be. Peter wasn't saying if it is necessary. He wasn't saying if it's a must. Now this word if, this word if in the Greek, it is I. Now in, now in the Greek, it is spelled E-I. But this word I in the Greek, it, it means because. It means because or since. But now the word need, the word need in the Greek, the word need in the Greek is die. Like the English word die, D-I-E, it's die. But get this, it's not spelled D-I-E. It's spelled D-E-I. Mm. But the word need means it is necessary. It means, number one, what is right or proper. Mm. It means a necessity that is in reference to what is required to gain or attain some end. Mm. Did you hear what I said? This word need in the Greek it is die, and not only does it means what is, and not only does it mean it is necessary, but it also means it is right and it is proper. But it also means this trial. It means it is a necessity, which is in reference to what is required to gain or obtain some end. Mm. The trial that you're going through, baby, is for God to obtain something in your life. God is trying to obtain a certain purpose. It's a profit out of this pain. It's a gain out of this pain. 
You ain't going through this for nothing. You think God's going to let your heart get broken like this for nothing? You think God's going to let you lose a child like this for nothing? You think God's going to snatch that house, snatch that keys, snatch them cars, make your family turn your back on you, make you lose your best friend, make you lose the job you've been, been on for five years? You think God's going to do that for nothing? No. This word means a necessity that is required to gain some end. But now get this, the word be, B-E, this word be in the Greek, it is esti. This word esti, uh, it means profit. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Talk to me, I talk back. Please, somebody. This word esti, this word be in the Greek, it is esti. And it means profit. So now get this. I want to go back up top. So Peter says, though now for a little while, he says, though now for a little while, if need be, what Peter was saying was, Peter says, for a short time of degree and intensity, you have been going through this trial because it is necessary and it's right and it's proper. It is a necessity that is used to require the, uh, to attain this end, this profit that God needs out of you. See, God is saying, I'm letting you go through what you go through because I want to change your habits. I'm letting you go through what, I, what you're going through because I want to change your attitude. See, your mouth too slick. You ain't got no patience. I need you to go somewhere because it's people I'm sending in your life, but you ain't got no patience. Your mouth too slick. He says, so this trial that you're going through, I'm going to teach you patience out of this trial. Talk to me. I talk back. I'm going to teach you patience out of this trial. You know what? Matter of fact, I need you to have long suffering. So what I'm going to do is this trial that you're going through, you're going to have long suffering out of this. You're going to have endurance out of this. You're going to have perseverance. You're going to learn. You're going to learn how to stay strong. You're going to learn how to stay strong when you're going through what you're going through. So God says, so Peter says, though now for a short time of degree and intensity, he says this trial was necessary because it is right and proper and it is what's necessary and it is a necessity that is required to attain some profit. See, right now you ain't got no profit in your life. Right now you ain't got no gain in your life. See, right now things starting to come a little simple, ain't they? Things starting to be a little easy, ain't they? It seemed like it seemed like it seemed like your life is coming together, your patience is coming together, but it seems that way to you. God says, the patience I need out of you, you ain't got it yet, baby. You ain't got it yet. The, the strength that I need out of you, you ain't got it yet. You only are going to attain this kind of strength through a trial. You know why God, listen, you know another reason why God allows us to go trials, I mean go through trials, is because when you go through a trial. There's multiple reasons. When you go through a trial, number one, we always go to God. Every time we go through a trial or we're going through something in life, we go to God. We go to God first. We get on our knees. We sink in him. We praise in him. We worship him. We going back in church. We going back to church. We getting back into our word. We are getting back to where God has called us to be. So God says, number one, the trial, it keeps you in my face. He says, number two, it comes. He says, number two, there's a benefit in your trial. I know you don't get it right now because you're looking at the trial like it's a problem. The trial ain't the problem. He says, your attitude is the problem. 
You have no patience is the problem. You have no endurance, that's the problem. You have no perseverance, that's the problem. You don't wanna keep going no more. But every time I let you get a little fire under your butt, you hop up and start running. You hop up and take off. You quick to keep going. You quick to keep pushing. He says, because trials bring out the best in you. Glory be to God, hallelujah. Talk to me, I talk back, please. Will somebody talk to me, please? I talk back. God is saying, God is saying, the trial that you're going through, it pushes you into perseverance. It pushes you into long suffering. It pushes you into endurance. It builds your strength. It keeps you going. This is why you go through the trial. But now get this. Get this, family. Peter says this. Peter says, so though now, for a short time, for some degree and some intensity that you've been going through this trial, Peter says that it was necessary. And he says it was right and it was proper, but it was the necessity that was needed for God to gain the profit out of you that God is trying to get out of you. Because it's going to profit you and it's going to profit God. But get this. He says, he says, he says, you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold. Mm. Now the word grieve in the Greek, this word grieve in the Greek, it is lapio. It is lapio. This word grieve in the Greek, it means to be made uneasy. It means to be affected with sadness. But now get this. He says you have been grieved by. The English word by, B-Y, our English word by in the Greek, it is actually in. This word in is E-N. This word in, it means with or among. But get this. It is a fixed preposition of place, time, and state. Did you hear what I said? This word by in the Greek, it is a fixed position in place, time, or state. So God says, you have been grieved. He says you've been grieved by various trials, right? So he says, you've been made uneasy. You've been affected with sadness. He says, but this sadness, this, this uneasiness, he says, it is a fixed position. He's God's, uh, God says, I preordained this. This situation that you're going through, this is a preposition. He says, this is a preposition of place, of time and state. He says, so I set up a place that you're going to come to in your life where you are going to go through heartbreak. You are going to go through a divorce. You are going to go through backstabbing. You are going to go through fake friendships. You are going to go through bad relationships. You're going to go through hard head kids. You're going to go through a rebellious son. He says, but though you go through this, he says, I set it up at a certain place in your life. That's number one. Number two, he says, I set it up for a certain time. Mm. That word time, it means season. So God says, it's a certain season in your life that I'm going to let this come to pass. I've already figured out what place I'm going to do it in. I'm going to do it in your marriage. I'm going to do it while you're in prison. I'm going to do it while your kid is being hard-headed. I'm going to do it while your family backstabbed you. He says, but I set up a certain time for this to happen. But he also says, in a state that you're in, a state of mind and emotions. 
He says it's going to happen at a place of a certain mental place you're in or a certain emotional place that you're in. See, everything that we do in this life, every day that you live, it is orchestrated by God. God has orchestrated this walk. God has orchestrated for this stuff to happen in your life. He's orchestrated for this breakup. God says, I planned this. This ain't new to me. Talk to me. I talk back. God says, this is not new to me, dog. You think you're going through this out of nowhere? You think you're going through this because you chose a bad relationship? You think you're going through this because you chose a wrong job? You think you're going through this because your family's shady or your friend's shady? He said, no, I chose this. I set this up. This is my doing. I set this up. I set this up at a right time, a right place, and a place where you're going to be mentally, mentally and emotionally. I did this. You didn't do this. You thought you got with him. <laughs> talk to me. I talk back. You thought you got with him on your own. You thought you got with him on your own. The devil, the, the devil helped push him just a little bit in your face. But I allowed you to fall for it. I allowed you to fall into it. Because I knew when you went through this breakup, I can rearrange you. I knew when I knew when I made you uneasy. When I affected you with sadness, with this pre-place, this pre-positional place, he said, I knew the change that was going to come in your life. See, right now, you're still doing what you want to do. Talk to me. I talk back. Please, somebody. I know right now you're still doing what you want to do. You're still living how you want to live. You, you ain't gave up that weed yet. You ain't gave up that weed yet. You're still blowing your brains out. You ain't gave up having sex with that dude who keep calling you. You ain't gave up having sex with shorty who all in your inbox. You ain't gave that up yet. You ain't moved forward in what I'm calling you to do. You ain't moving forward in what I'm calling you to be. He says, so I set this up. I set up that firing. I set up that heartbreak because I need you to get to where I want you to be, not where you want to be. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Talk to me. I talk back. Please, somebody... Somebody talk to me. So God says this. God says this, right? God says, I mean, Peter says, glory be to God. I mean, although we can't say God says, because the Bible says that all word is inspirational of God. It's God's word. Glory be to God. So Peter says this. Peter says, Peter says, you have been grieved. You have been made uneasy and affected with sadness with a preposition trial that was already prepositioned in a certain place, a certain time, in a certain state. But you've been grieved by various trials. The word various in the Greek, it is pokilos. This word pokilos in the Greek, it means manifold. It means many kind. Glory be to God. So he says, you've been affected. He said, listen, life's throwing so many curveballs at you right now. He said, you've been affected by many trials. You've been affected by many, many things. It ain't just a relationship. Now your car acting up. Now your kids acting up. Now your husband going crazy. Now your friends acting funny. Now your family acting funny. You ain't going through this out of nowhere. He says, you've been getting hit left and right. Every time you turn around, it's a problem. Every time you turn around, it's another situation. And he says, you've been grieved by many trials. Now get this. The word trials, the word trials, it means adversity, 
affliction and trouble. Did you hear what I said? The word trials in the Greek, it means adversity, affliction, and trouble. When it's a trial that's sent by God, a trial that's sent by God is serving to test or proves one character, faith, and holiness. Did you hear what I said? When you're falling into a trial, when you are on a situation, when you are in a situation and you don't know why this is happening and it's messed up and you don't like going through it, he says this trial, number one, number one, when it's a trial that's given by God, it is God testing and proving your character, faith and holiness. Number one, your character. Do you really, are you, are, are you really like what you say you like? Are you really this person who say, I got a good heart? Do you really got a good heart? Are you, are you really a loving person? Are you really a caring person? Are you really a giver? Are you really, do you really got a servant heart? So God says, me putting you through this trial, I'm testing your character. I got to see who you really is. See, you can lie to your friends. You can lie to your family. You can tell everybody else. You can tell them what you want to. I got to test your character. I want to see who you really is. I want to see how you really think. I want to see how you really move. So he says, I test your character. Then he says, I test your faith. Mm. Glory be to God. Man, I slapped this phone off the table right now. Keep playing with me. <laughs> talk to me. I talk back. He says, I test your faith and I test your character. And he says, I test your character. Then I test your faith. Now the word faith, faith in the Greek, it is pistis. This word in the Greek, the word, the, the word faith, it literally means to have complete trust, confidence in, and relying on God. Did you hear what I said? Talk to me, please. The word faith, the word faith, it means to have complete trust, relying in, uh, having confidence, complete trust, confidence in and relying in someone or something. So when God is testing your faith, God says, I am testing how much you have complete trust, confidence in me and relying on me. When the situation pop off, who you trusting in? Is you trusting in your mama or your daddy? Is you trusting in me or your best friend? Is you trusting in this check to come through? Or are you trusting in me to come through? Is you trusting in your boyfriend to come save you? Your baby daddy? Your baby mama? Is you trusting in somebody else to come through and come save you? Or are you trusting in me? Who are you trusting in? He says, do you have complete trust and confidence in me? Are you confident in God like you confident when you get in your car in the morning and you start it up and you just know it's going to start because it's a 2015, 16, and you know you're riding good. So he says, do you got confidence in me like you got confidence in that car? Like you got confidence in that chair when you sit down? You got confidence in me like that? He says, or, uh, or do you really rely on me? Are you relying on me? I remember one time. I was talking to my cousin, right? And I absolutely love my cousin because she's the only real prophet that I know. I don't know any other prophets. She's the only real prophet that I know and that I trust. So me and her was talking and she told me the out of all the things God told me he didn't like, oh, out of all the things God told me he didn't like, you know, he told my cousin, listen, when my cousin gave me this word, it blew me away. 
She said, the Lord do not like that you rely on such and such. I said, what do you mean? When something go wrong, she got my back. She's there for me. I can call on her. She says, I know that. And the Lord don't like that you rely on her. <clears throat> Out of all the stuff that I was doing, smoking weed, drinking, I was falling back into sin because my heart was broken from the divorce. Do you know out of all that stuff I was doing, the only thing my father said he didn't like was that I trusted and relied on somebody else. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Talk to me. I talk back. God said, I don't like that you rely on her. I want you to rely on me. You don't rely on nobody else. When you fall in behind, you call on me. I'm your father. When bills need to be paid, you call on me. I'm your father. When your heart is broken, you call on me. I'm Yahweh Rapha. I am the Lord that heals. When you need something, you call on me. I am Yahweh Jireh. I am the Lord that provides. He says, when you're going through something, stop relying on everybody else. I want you to rely on me. You don't rely on nobody else. You rely on me. And that hit me, family. That hit me. Uh, because at the same time, at the same time, I kept thinking, I kept thinking it wasn't a problem. I didn't know that somewhere in my spirit, I had really started to rely on her instead of God. I didn't know that I was really trusting in her more than I was trusting in God. I was lying on, I was relying on her more than I relied on God. I was confident in her coming through more than I was more confident in God. So because I trusted anything else more than God, he said, I don't like that. I don't like that. So going back. So Peter says this, Peter says this, Peter says, Peter says, you have been grieved by various trials that the genuine 